You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for staying with us. Love to have you along. We're laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger. You are tuned into a very special broadcast of No Apology with Emily and Chris. This is the Higher Ground Conference preview show. The Higher Ground Conference. Preview show. <laughs> Preview show. Uh, we have Al Robertson and Al and his wife Lisa are joining us on the program today, mm-hmm. as is comedian Brad Stein and Rob Rosenboom from Rise Ministries, who's another special guest to the conference. It's happening in Harlan, Iowa. You can buy individual tickets. Thursday night is the big comedy show. It's going to be my son Jacob's going to open for national comedian Brad Stein's going to be in the house with an hour-long set that He's is sure to funny. please. He's and funny. And the next night, on Friday night, <laughs> Al and Lisa Robertson are going to headline. We have some other guest speakers throughout the weekend. And then Saturday morning from 9 to noon, there is going to be some incredible encouragement and Bible yeah. teachings. We're going to interview them all on this program. Yeah. And so it is no granny rant. There's no Bible idiots deep dive. We're just going to go forward with that. But Emily, you thought that maybe we should start with at least one of our standard bits just for fun on this uh, higher ground conference week. I hate to forget week. it. You know, it's like you're driving away from a restaurant and you leave your kid in the restaurant. Like, that's how it feels if we didn't do right on way off, right? Uh, and by the way... That means we got to bring in Mike. Let's bring in Mike because what you did fail to mention with the higher ground conference is, is Mike's going to make a little bit of an appearance as well. That's right. Saturday morning, Mike Shaw is going to yeah. actually have a little presentation. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, welcome. I should write it then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get on there. I better get to work. Well, you guys... You got to do comedy on Thursday. Uh, you got to speak on Friday. I'm not till Saturday, so yeah, I'll, be, I'll be good. Yeah, I'll yeah, write it Friday night. It'll be good. <laughs> you are an honorary Danielson, so it's kind of an all yeah. in the family event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all so, in the family yeah. event for sure. Yeah, but let's awesome. play right on, way off. Okay. Right on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only bit we're doing is right on, way off. Then we're going to have yeah. three guests Alan, Lisa, then Brad Stein, then Rob Rosenboom. So stay with us throughout yes. the whole show. All right. It's going to be fun. Okay, so we're going to get this out of the way. Again, like a child. Get it taken care of and get him out of the way for the good <laughs> stuff to Did happen. Did you say right you there. left me behind in the restaurant? Is that what you said? I don't know, but you look like you were getting ready to fight because you shifted your shoulders and then you went. <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, we're going to play right on way off. Of uh-huh. course, if yeah. you listen for any length of time, you know that I'm going to throw three statements out there. Chris and Mike are going to tell me whether they think the statements are right on or way off. And then I will tell them if they're right or if they're wrong. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike won last time. So uh, put your thinking cap on there, dear. Yeah. Yeah. You got it on. Remember, this is for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) Don't try this at all. You have a raceway hat on. I don't know if that's going to bode well for a thinking Berlin raceway. Don't try this at home. We are (laughs) professionals. Uh, uh, It's it's a long story. I didn't know I was recording today. Yeah. All but, right. All right. Uh, are you us. ready for the first statement? I am. Let's hit it. Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. The statement is joy comes from abiding in him, in Jesus, not from the absence of problems in our life. Is that right on or is that way off? That's right on. All right. That's right on. Why do you think that is? Well, because Jesus is our portion and he gives us joy in, in our circumstances. When Paul talks about the peace that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. that's what happens. Right in the middle of something that's just awful, you know, and the phrase we used to use is, you know, it just, well, I'm not going to use the phrase. I, 
might not be appropriate. Well, and, then don't. Emily's like, no, no, no. I <laughs> know you're be the say. first inappropriate thing when, you've when done thi- on the when, show. Let's just put it this but... way: when things really bite, yes, and it's real. It yeah. would bite for you. It bite for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There are many times in the middle of that, Jesus will come and speak to you and lift you up out yeah. of that, yeah. and give you a joy. And mostly, it's because we know that our 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 our, our treasures in heaven where we're living for the world to come. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we want good things in this world, but when they, we don't get them and when bad stuff happens and when hurts happen, uh, we can still have the joy of the Lord. And that doesn't mean that you have to avoid all grief. You have to avoid all pain. You have to avoid everything. No, it's in the middle I of that. I like to avoid those things. I do too. <laughs> but in the middle of all that, yes. you can still find that, hey, even though all of this is awful, I still have joy of the Lord. And it goes back to thankfulness. And I go to Johnny Erickson Tata and her appearance in the movie Bible Idiots. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm thankful for all things. I'm not thankful, or I'm thankful in all things. I'm not thankful for (laughs) all things. Let me get it right if I'm going to quote her. She's like, here's the quote. Wait, that's right. I can be thankful while I'm in this chair. I can even be thankful for the chair, even though I don't want to be in this chair. Right, that's what right, she that's right. what she said on in, in the all Bible things. Leads. You don't have to be thankful right. for all things. All right. I, uh Mike, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Is there any hidden phraseology in there no. that might lead you to disagree? Joy no. comes from abiding in Jesus, not from an absence of problems in our life. That is right on. All right. Uh, in this world, you will have troubles. Take uh, heart. I have overcome the world, uh, world says the Lord. Um, and y- you have to think about this. So what is happiness? Yeah. Happiness is is the the same root word as happenstance. Right. So your happiness depends on your happenstance. Are things going great? You're happy. Are things not going so great? You're not happy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called life. Yeah. And I would rather go through life with God on my side, with Jesus by my side, than without. And you know what else? What? Mm. Jesus says he is close to to the brokenhearted. Yeah. And I think all of us who are in Christ have experienced that at one time or Mm -hmm. another, Mm -hmm. where you're in worship before church, and you're bawling your eyes out, and you feel the presence Mm. of the Lord so strong. Um, I would rather have that than, you know, a day at at Coney Island. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Difference between happiness and joy. I like that. I think that's very clarifying. And you're both correct. Bravo. You each have a point. Yay. All right. <laughs> Statement number two. If you're not spiritually fed, you will be emotionally led. Mike, what do you think about that statement? <laughs> oh, that if is... you're not spiritually fed, you will be emotionally led. Right on. Yeah? Oh, my goodness. Tell me why. (laughs) Well, because you have to build your house in the rock, not Mm -hmm. on the shifting sand. Mm -hmm. And so if you're rooted in biblical principles because, I don't know, you read the Bible (laughs) and and that you spend time with God in prayer. So what you're saying is if you want to know what's in the Bible, you should read the Bible? That's probably a good idea. And then maybe you should listen to good teaching. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, there are people in in the world, and it's in God's Word, that are specifically designed to be teachers and pastors. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you want those in your life, you know, and sit under good teaching, and there's lots of it out there. Find a good church yeah. where you are, and also you can listen to lots of other people. So, yeah. you know, get in the Bible, 
get into good, good teaching, spend time with God, then you will be rooted in his principles, and then you won't be emotionally led. You'll know what right. the truth is, right. and it will make you free. I like that answer. Chris, <laughs> are you able to expound, or do you disagree? If you are not spiritually fed, you will be emotionally led. That is right on. Okay. As you're spiritually fed, you grow beyond just simple emotions. Your emotions can betray you. Mm. Okay. And I'll just I'll just leave you with this thought. There are thousands upon thousands of lives that are just on the scrap heap of civilization because of the phrase, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Do what your dreams tell you. Here, when you're spiritually fed, your dreams become lined up with what God wants for you. And then if you don't accomplish them, if you don't have them, if his sovereignty is such that you don't get what you're what you're hoping for, there's just this, okay, God, that's cool. What else do you want me to do? Where else can we go? How else can we can we can we do this? But you stay in that lane of spiritual growth mm-hmm. and you are not emotionally tossed to and fro. There's great emotions, don't get me wrong. But your emotions don't dominate and control you to where you have to follow your heart, and that's the most important thing in the world. Wow. And that actually, be, you become then a god, and then you may try to make Jesus your genie in a bottle servant. Yeah, very and good. That's all I have to say. I like that. It. All right, you're both right on. Wow, it's a tie. It's you a guys tie. are doing really good. <laughs> Two points apiece. Now this next one's a little harder, so uh, I'm just going to warn you. Think it through. All right, just think it through. Are we going to have a fun one, or are we going to keep having Doctor Obvious this theological is, questions? You know. If you don't like Dr. Obvious Theological Questions, which you have gotten wrong before, by the way, I don't want to remind no. you that you once disagreed remember. with Henry and, or Richard no, Blackaby. No, just, just, rem- but you did. <laughs> just remember, uh, I, before I ever brought you on the air, I had a call-in <laughs> sports talk show. I also did play-by-play for you know so many thousands of games of sports, hundreds of games of basketball, hockey, football. Um, and as a call-in talk show, there was a time I was with other reporters on a bigger show than what I had as the host of my show. And I was told that the bit we're going to do on the air is the greatest sports rivalry. And I was given Duke, North Carolina basketball. I'm sorry. In other words, I had to, I had to, I had to advocate that that had to be the number one. It's radio theater. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and this bit is called Right On, Way Off. Right. Yeah. So you want to have opinions and we want to be theologically correct. But it was supposed to be fun, and you're supposed to come up with some creative statements. So let's see what you got for number three. All right. Listen carefully. I am. Think critically. I am. All right. Uh, we're going to go am with I'm you, up, Chris. I'm up first? Yes. Okay. We're going to go with you. Here's the statement. And it comes from moi. <laughs> so you don't even have to guess. Uh, here's the statement. When we order pizza, Chris prefers the larger half. Is that right on or is that way off? <laughs> I am a giving person, and I'm also dieting, so I am way off. I do not prefer wait, the larger wait, wait, wait. half. Why do you 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 don't prefer the larger half of a pizza? Right. Yeah, like a pizza that's split for two. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like cut just a little bit off center, mm-hmm. so that there's a larger half and a smaller half, I always take the smaller half. Out okay. of humility and out of love. All right. Uh, Mike's been over for dinner enough, uh-huh. I think, yeah, yeah. to have an opinion on this. Yeah. When we order pizza, Chris prefers the larger half. Is that right on or is that way off? So my first answer is the smart alecky answer. It's it's a way off because by definition, by definition oh, I of... Bet. I bet that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing in math as a larger half. It's half. Ding, ding. 
ding, oh. ding. <laughs> when I clarified saying, you know, because we do a frozen. Wait, like these that was smaller, the right we answer? Do, we do these. We do these <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the ding. That's yes. awesome. uh, we do these smaller frozen pizzas that is for two people. And uh-huh. when you cut it, sometimes you might cut it just a little off. And I asked her, I said, you mean when it's a little off center? You know, because there you was did clarify. <laughs> it's true. There was, but a, there's no such thing as a larger half. We were, we were what, really. What school did you go we, to? Dude? We were really skinny. We were really skinny on money back when, when we first got married. Let me, let me tell the story. We were really skinny on money, so we decided we were going to split a quarter pounder, mm-hmm. and we cut it. And it was one of those where one side was obviously a little larger than the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. I just thought, I'm the man. I'm working hard. I need more calories. I just I grabbed the larger half, man. and she got mad. I don't blame. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt so horrible from that. And that that was 1986. Yeah. Okay, this is wow. <laughs> this is 37 years ago. But carry I, a grudge, much? No, it's not a grudge. It's carry guilt. This, this lesson is it's really carry okay. guilt. It's like okay. it's like I do not want to be bad. that doorknob of a guy. Yeah. And so uh, I've always lesson. taken the I've always taken the smaller side from that day forward. So. Like a spanked puppy. I am right on. Chris okay. learns his lesson. <laughs> All right. So you both technically got the question right because you both said it's way off. But, um, you know, Mike knew why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking two points away from you, Chris. I so suppose. What do you, Mike? Wins yeah. Right hey. on. All right. Way I'm off. On a roll. Technically, there is no such thing as a larger half. half. Half is half. Uh, Just ask a carpenter. The Riddler strikes again. (laughs) That's right. All right. Measure twice, cut once. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want me to take us out or do you want to take us out to break? I think I'd love to have you do that. All right. I'll take us out to break. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. We are coming back with Al and Lisa Robertson. And this is going to be a quick break, so stay with us. Again, don't forget, it's all brought to you by listener-supported FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris, where we laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger. And we are going to pull it together because we have a really good show today. A really good show. Uh, We've got the Higher Ground Conference coming up, and really the highlight, the headline for the conference is Al and Lisa Robertson, and we have them today here on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, so welcome to the show, first of all, Al and Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be with you guys again. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to you guys coming up. Now, have you guys been doing a lot of speaking and touring around, or have you kind of been hunkered down at home a lot lately? Well, this is kind of our uh, break time, I guess you'd call it, because, uh, you know, people don't do a lot of events in the wintertime for obvious reasons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're all popsicles at the moment. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so we've been actually getting to spend some some good time with our grandkids at home. And then this week, we got a break from that and uh, and got down to our place in Gulf Shores, which we call the, the Southern Lair. Uh-huh. And, uh, so that's where that's where we are today. So yeah, it's awesome. been it's been great. A nice little break from uh, from all that. But we're ready because you guys are going to be we're we're cranking up with you guys yeah. up there. I know. Ball me Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to Chris to think. Hey, I know. Let's bring the Robertsons in in the middle of 
The winter. Yeah. The end I know. of January. Hey, during that big cold fine. snap and winter snap from a little bit ago, you texted me and you said, Hey, I'm so glad the conference isn't this weekend. You must have been looking at the weather up here, huh? <laughs> I was. I was thanking our, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> he didn't have me stuck with you guys that June. Yeah, it's something happens when you get below zero. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, it, I'm telling you, I, my southern blood does not do well in where yeah. you guys are. So, yeah. uh, you know, just well, to the best of me. You know, vice versa as well, because we've been to Monroe, Louisiana, and quite honestly, there were a few days where it was like, what are we doing? Like, I can't even breathe. It is so hot, and it's so wet, and it's just, it's like you're boiling in water. Somehow we we acclimate, though, don't we? We, we were having lunch at Phil and Kay's, and you... you- told me to wait at the door because Phil had to chase some snakes away <laughs> that one time. And that he's and Phil comes in, oh, it's good. You can go to the car now. Uh, you know, we, we don't have that. The, yeah. the, the cold weather kills the snakes. So we have that mm-hmm. going for us. So you guys are going to get ready to come into town and, and we're going to have uh, what's called the Higher Ground Conference. We've done a lot of marriage conferences together and we're going to still do a lot more marriage. But this one's more based on relationships and in a in a real head uh, strong head glance uh, head nod towards discipleship. What have you guys been experiencing in your ministry lately? Because I know you do a lot of marriage, but you also do a lot of other teachings. And let's start with you, Lisa, because I know that uh, your presentations um, are really starting to to take off. I mean, you, you're doing your your husband just brags about you that you're now the you know the the, the next Beth Moore, the next Joyce Meyer type presentation. Yeah, that's just wishful thinking there. <laughs> What's it he's been hoping, like being he's on stage? hoping I'll do that so that he doesn't have to work as hard. <laughs> no, that's not happening. If she would just speak more and sell more houses, then I could just be a house husband. Yeah. There you that's go. What, there you that's go. my goal in life. You're, you're already a trophy husband. The Lord right. wants it to be. That's right? exactly right. That's right. That's right. I'll yeah. just be arm candy and she can just do her thing. <laughs> so, Lisa, seriously, I know your presentations uh, you are there. They're, they're impacting the kingdom. Um, tell us about the, the journey in, in becoming that dynamic presenter on stage, and we're so happy to have it in Harlan, Iowa, uh, coming up here. Well, you know, I feel as though um, I have been down some um, really dark roads and been in some dark places, but um, God brought me out of that, and he rescued me, and he redeemed me, and I feel as though that's my um, job now is to tell other people, Mm. you know, Al Al usually says we're two beggars um, and we're telling other beggars where to get their bread. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. I I definitely feel like that, um, that my job now, and I don't know if you consider it a job. I I don't know if that's a good word for it. My responsibility now is to, um, help other people mm-hmm. find their way to Christ to find that healing and that hope and that redemption that he offers. Yeah. Well, that is it, well, awesome. Well, let me say, cause it's hard for people to talk about themselves, but so I'll say something about her style. It, it's the Lisa has a, a deep humility when she speaks. And so therefore it's very nonjudgmental mm-hmm. to people who are listening because they know it's coming straight out of her heart. And therefore there's a clarity it happens as a result of that. And so, you know, I get to watch it because we do, you know, some presentations together. Uh, we do a lot of pro-life stuff, as you mentioned, Chris, and we also do marriage, but we also do just sharing, you know, and, and just sharing about our lives. And so, 
it's just a it's a clarity that just cuts through uh, sort of the noise of what people bring into a situation where they come to listen to us. And uh, it's, it's a marvel to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really great thing. And she's really grown in that. And so I get to, uh, you know, kind of marvel at what God's doing there with her. Isn't so, it awesome, Lisa, when you, when you do a presentation and you see God work in the hearts of people and oh, you actually absolutely. get to see it, isn't it fantastic? Yeah, it is. And you can really just look out in the audience and tell, Um, especially when I talk about abortion, um, you can look out in the audience and tell those women who have that same um, aching, you know, Mm -hmm. in their heart. And um, then whenever, you know, it's over and I meet those ladies, um, just their hugs and their whispers, I've been where you've been, Mm -hmm. you know, your life sounds like my life, you know, that kind of thing. and my, my thought always is back to them, and I always say, but look, you are redeemable, just mm-hmm. like I was redeemable. And yeah. so, you know, allow God to work in your life and to um, to do His work, you know. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but it's, I mean, it is. It's fun. It's, it's great. And to me, that's what God gives back to me, mm. is, is to see lives um, that change. Yeah, it is. It's kind of, it it is almost a gift back to us when uh, I just know that there's moments when I've just not even trying to necessarily say something or do something, but, but you will say something that God then just uses Mm -hmm. and someone's impacted. And every once in a while, he gives you a glimpse into just the, the the fruit and the worthwhileness of yeah. putting yourself out there and telling your story. You don't always get to see it, but when you do, right. it's like a it's like a gift back it to is. us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to the presentations coming up January twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and twenty seventh. Twenty fifth is going to be a comedy night. Brad Stein is going to headline that night of comedy, mm-hmm. and my favorite comic in the whole world will be here. My son Jacob's going to open for him. And then the next day, Friday and Saturday, Alan Lisa Robertson will be here. And tickets are on sale at HigherGroundLive.com. That's HigherGroundLive.com. And you can buy individual days yeah. if you'd like. And we just would love to have you come and hang out with us. Al, uh, we were talking uh, a little bit earlier before we went on the air about what presentations you're going to be bringing. And uh, it, it sounds like we're going to go back to the, to the lost the lost child, the lost son uh, talk. I've heard this from you in a couple different formats. Uh, tell us a little bit about how God's using that as you continue to share that around the world. Well, first of all, I just wanted to tell your audience, I don't know that I've mentioned this before, but we worked with you guys before. Um, we've done conferences before together, and so we love working uh, with Chris and Emily, so we're super mm-hmm. excited about that. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so, you know, my um, my presentation has been the same really since I became a Christian, at least, you know, part of it. I'm a pastor, so obviously I preach a lot of sermons like you, uh, but it, I've always liked to get back to the base of what God did for me mm-hmm. to show me how to get to higher ground. You know, that's mm-hmm. the name of our conference. And, you know, I, it just starts there. Every life has to look and see what is God doing to provide me an opportunity to find him and to find my way out of where I'm at. And so I've always been most comfortable there. I'm the oldest son in my family, but I was the younger son in Luke 15. And uh, so, you know, I get that that viewpoint of seeing how great our God is to be able to love us so much that he would run to meet us. And so 
you know, my pursuit for him started when I was 18 years old mm-hmm. and I, and I came home, I came home to him mm-hmm. uh, and I've never looked back and I've spent my whole life serving him. So even some of the things that Lisa and I will share together, uh, all those things were, I could, I, God made it possible for me to overcome every obstacle because he had brought me to higher ground mm-hmm. when I was a young man. And so uh, I love telling that story, uh, mm-hmm. but I love showing the biblical side of it and then seeing how it impacts, you know, where folks are. So I uh, can't wait to share that uh, as part of this uh, conference. Well, every time we get together with you guys, uh, we learn a little bit more. We see, a, a, you know, another some more pieces to the puzzle are added and we get to see your guys's life journey. And it's really exciting. And Lisa, you had said something earlier about um, how good it was when people would realize they weren't alone because you told your story. And Al, you you talk about how you love to tell the story of what God has done for you. But I know that I talk to a lot of people, and I myself even suffer from this, where God has done something amazing. But to turn around and tell somebody else that story can be hard, but you guys have really just laid it all bare for people to see. So what would you tell people who who have a great God story to tell other people, whether it's to their family or to a huge audience like you guys, getting over those obstacles to go ahead, tell your story? What? How did you get over that to a point where you now love to tell those stories? Well, I think the first thing I would say is don't waste God's victories. Mm. Um, That's something that he's done in your life and he did it for a reason. The second thing I would say is start with one person. You know, you don't have to go out and speak to a large crowd. You know, you don't have to share it in your small group. Start with one person. Mm. Tell your story. Um, Whenever you see somebody that's hurting and you have possibly been through some of the same things, Walk up to them and say, I'd love to have coffee with you. I'd love to tell you my journey and what God has done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and whenever, and like I said a while ago, whenever you see those hearts begin to change, it spurs you on to the next person, the next person, the next 10 people. Um, somebody asks you to speak somewhere and you say yes, you know, yeah. because you have seen um, what the power of your testimony is because, I mean, you know, that's how they overcame the evil one. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it is amazing um, how you feel and how, you know, it's like we talked about, it's a gift. It's just, um, but I think the first thing is, you know, to um, just realize that this is God's story. And when his story intersects with your story, um, it, it, it changes lives. Well, it's yeah. like my dad and my dad always said, you know, he always used to say, everybody has a story. What's yours? That's mm-hmm. that, that was his opening line for people that came in that he had never met. Everybody's got a story, son. Sit down here and tell me yours. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Been you know, <laughs> just as just as simple as that, people have a story. Last night we had some friends over for dinner here and one of them are uh, good friends. We'd never met her dad and uh, he's in his probably mid to late 80s. And I couldn't wait to meet him because I'd heard stories about him. And we just told stories, you know, for three hours around a dinner table. And he talked about his life. And, of course, it wound up, you know, talking about his life in Christ and what he's tried to do around the world. And Mm -hmm. I just thought about it. I said, that's the power of story. 
Mm. Everybody's got them. When you meet somebody for the first time, hey, where are you from? You know, and then the story begins. Same time we met you guys for the first mm-hmm. time. We didn't know you. We met in Nashville. <laughs> we start saying, what about this? What about your family? And then all of a sudden we yeah. become great friends. And so yeah. the the sharing of the gospel story is just that. We, we've got it too complicated that we got to know all the verses and we got to know every Bible place to show them. And look, we're all study people. We've done this for years, so we know a lot of Bible, but that's not what does it. The right. story of changed lives are what does it. And yeah. You don't have to have that down pat. All you have to do is tell about what he's done for you. Yeah. Just keep it to, you know, what with what, what God has done for you. Um, you know, Al, you did your prodigal son story for one of the bonus features on the movie Bible Idiots. And then your mom and dad sat down with us in 2016, like a year after the film came out, and they did a response to that. We still have that footage. And so that goes in the current DVD uh, that you, you can buy somewhere. I, I don't even know who has it. But but the point is, is that that story is authentic because it's real mm-hmm. and you guys don't sugarcoat it. And yeah. because of the storytelling environment that you that you guys have, like Miss Kay, for example, um, when we're watching the movie The Blind, I can see the historical inaccuracies because I've heard her tell the story. Yeah. You know, I, you know it's the bathroom scene. I know how that. I know that that's not exactly how it went down. I know. That's right. I mean, I, but because. But the message is yeah. The, the same. message is yeah. the same. But the the point is is that stories make an impact. And what yeah. I was sharing with our people was is tell God your story first. You know, just yeah. keep talking to him about it. He'll give you confidence to then continue to share yeah. your story. Mm. Alan Lisa Robertson coming to Harlan, Iowa, January yeah. 25th, 26th, and 27th. The 26th and 27th, the Higher Ground Conference is going to feature them sharing their stories and sharing some presentations, and you can go to highergroundlive.com. You can get single-day tickets. That's one of the objections we've heard is, I can't come all three days. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like we, we'll make accommodations for you. Let's fill up this room, and let's have a good time. Yeah. Uh, guys, anything you want to leave with our audience today before you see them? Uh, a lot of them are from Iowa, but we actually are trying to build the audience all over the country. Anything you want to leave with anybody today? Well, one thing is I would say we're hoping to bring some warmer temperatures with us from the yes. south. <laughs> uh, you know, that's always a welcome in Iowa, I'm sure, uh, yes. January. Uh, but, no, we're really looking forward to a, an awesome Good. weekend. Uh, w- you know, we're looking forward to hearing what you guys have to share, what some of the other speakers have to share as well. I've always said if you invest time into your spiritual walk, it will never come back empty. You will always gain spiritual insights. You'll always gain wisdom. It's worth the investment. You know, we invest a lot in a lot of different things in our lives. Why yeah. not invest in spiritual growth and, yeah. and to work and, and to work toward higher ground? So just want to encourage everybody to come out. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to laugh some. You know, hey, yeah. we're funny. We're 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 Duck Dynasty people. Time. You know, it's, it's going to, and we got comedians there, so it's yeah. going to be great. Hey, I got I got to ask before you guys jet behind you, and for our audio on uh, audio only listeners, I apologize. I have to do this, but behind you. There's a picture. Is that you guys in Middle Earth getting ready to fight orcs? What is that? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. So I put that up, and uh, because okay, this is my unashamed podcast, uh, you know, booth as well. Okay. And so, and so, Jay says, "I got a question. Why you got a picture of Jap up in your studio?" <laughs> I, I said, "That's not Jap and Jessica." I said, "That's not Jap and Jessica. That's Lisa and I." And he said, "Well, you don't look like that." And I said, "Well, I used to." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's, that's actually, our warrior look. Yeah, that's, that's nice. a gift from a gift from our youngest daughter 
Apparently, Aww. you can send your picture to some website, and they'll make you look like you came out of Middle yeah. Earth. So there That's it is. There you go. Awesome. I, Very good. I, I think it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you guys are going to wear on Friday night when you get here? Possibly. Or? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I would love get, that. <laughs> depends on the temps, but possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Better get your tickets now to see if that's what they show up in. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, safe travels as you get here. We are in prayer for you guys as you continue on in ministry together, because I know you guys are, are doing a great work through the Lord Jesus Christ. So thanks for your time today. Thank you, guys. We love you. Uh, we love, we love you, too. you too, man. Much more to come right here on No Apology with Emily and Chris on from FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. I should say welcome back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spending time with us today. Appreciate it. We're laughing louder, digging deeper, living larger, and truly now, this is the portion of the program we're going to be laughing louder. We are going to be laughing louder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a chance to open for him a co- more than once over the last 15 years, and Brad Stein is on the guest cam live from Nashville. How you doing, brother? I'm doing wonderfully. You know, I completed the Bible uh, in three days, and then I learned Greek. Uh, I learned Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic uh, within the last two weeks. Because to me, it was a New Year's resolution. I'd always wanted to learn Aramaic, and I thought, well, why not learn Greek and Hebrew as well? So I now read the Bible in Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic simultaneously. Uh, I, I'm trying to read through the Bible twice. Uh, a week. And so that's kind of me. Again, it's not me judging you or your no. spiritual walk. <laughs> no. Completely your business. You're, you're, be- you're a better, came- better Christian than everybody, bro. Well, you know, it's funny. When the Lord came to me in a dream, I was in sackcloth and ashes the other day praying for you two. And I was in my prayer closet as I, I have. I built it myself out of um, out of olive wood. I built it myself. And I I was looking at the, the holy oil that I had mined myself out of Jerusalem. And I remember thinking to myself, um, what do I do with Chris and Emily? And the reason I say that is because the Lord said that you were all in deep secret sin. And I thought to myself, well, how, how do I bring it up on the interview? Or Lord, should I keep it to myself? Because I don't want to embarrass you guys. Right, right. And Jesus said, you know what? Just, just lightly... Wimsonly, win, whimsonly is what I, I think he said. Winsome, winsomely, he said, just kind of broach it so that they'll realize that, oh, I'm on to them. And then um, <laughs> it'll help them repent, possibly on camera. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then it, but that'll be such a help to so many people struggling out there. Yeah. Uh, and so I just said to the Lord, hey, I'm, I'm just a vessel. <laughs> and so uh you know anyways, what brad so that, you know what brad your your humility is part of your greatness yeah you know it's funny it's funny you should say that because when the lord gifted me with humility i remember thinking to myself lord what do i do with this i want to shout from the rooftops how humble i am and he said do it. he did he said do that because again it will encourage those who are pride-filled <laughs> and arrogant and self-righteous the yeah. pharisees the legalists he said brett 
show them what it can look like, uh, demonstrate what it looks like. Uh, he said, I've been gone a couple thousand years. Uh, and so you're the closest I found to represent, you know, me on earth. And I, I, well, it's a burden. And it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible that he would send, you know, his ultimate prophet in this modern well, I, era. And, and that's the point. That's you my know, point, Chris, is that it's, it's, a, it's a little humbling and embarrassing because like, Lord, that's a lot of responsibility. And he said, Lord, and he said, I have looked high and low throughout the earth to find somebody that could shoulder that responsibility. And you were the Brad only Stein. one that showed up. Brad so I'm like, Stein. all right, if that's what I got to do, but I'm still working on my Aramaic gra grammar. And he said, it's all right. It's if all right. He'll, he'll work through it. He'll work through it. You bet. Okay. You're coming to Harlan, Iowa in your, in your humility greatness. And yes. it's going to be great this Thursday night live on the stage yep. at Fresh Encounter Church. Brad Stein, yes. my son's rolling yep. into town to open for you, and it's the it's yep. the kickoff of the Higher Ground Conference. I mean, yep. I know you've played stadiums, you've been on national news, you've done movies, but I let's be honest, this is going to rank. This is going to rank right up there. I didn't want you to bring that up. But yeah. Okay, you're right. I'm, yeah, the, uh, Harlan, Iowa. Is, this is going to possibly you know supersede all of them. You know, isn't well, that right? I mean, you know, when I think Harlan, I think deep sophistication, and so um, <laughs> that's right. We got to go I mean, on here. To me, it's like Pieta uh, <laughs> Harland. And so, uh, or, or, you know, this team chapel, Corn Palace. So I think to yeah, me, yeah. Uh, so to me, that's really what I, I look to for. But I will say this, um, you know, my comedy started out just um, trying to be funny it's hard yeah. to be it's hard to do comedy it's a hard thing especially when you do it in the comedy clubs i wanted to work at the highest levels of of humor i wasn't here to just be a church comic and i would just want to see if i could be a comic right and i did for many years in the clubs and then god kind of called me into the churches and i thought well maybe he just wants to bring clean comedy into the churches little did i know uh that he wanted me to use my style and what he called me to be to be a, a voice into the church, a prophetic voice into the mm -hmm. season right, in right. America. I did not trust me. I did not sign up for that. Yeah. I just wanted <laughs> to be a comic. And, but I couldn't not say hard things. Right. I couldn't yeah. not. And I'm like, going, you know, it'd be a lot easier. I'd get a lot further and build a much larger, more robust career if I was like the other guys and was safe and silly and churchy. And I'm like, God, I can't. There's mm -hmm. things out there that I have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I love it. I, I love uh, following you because you you actually, I mean, your comedy really moves people. Um, I think about this, you know, put a helmet on and the word wussification. I mean, those are kind of, those are monikers that came from you. The big one for me was the Merry Christmas I mean, when when I hear you talk about the hard stuff, uh, for me personally, it moves me, and it's like, oh yeah, we we should just keep saying Merry Christmas, you know what I mean? And it's like you saw those things kind of before most of the people saw it coming. You talked about it, and then people anchored with that. So 
Um, but only now. Yeah, only yeah. now. Yeah, only it became relevant the, the now. Yeah. Years. I mean, when I did when I did put a helmet on, um, that was Thomas Road Baptist Church in front of Jerry Falwell Sr. and his <laughs> wife. That's guts. Uh, so that's how old that was. Um, but when I f- did that and I did the Christmas uh, uh, rant and whatever, again, it was God's – because. When God called me to the church, I'm like going, Lord, I'll go where you send me, but I don't want to dumb it down. I've seen, boy, this is, it's so difficult for me to say what I'm about to say because it's, I don't want it to sound demeaning to anyone, but to me, I was like, I, this was years ago, years ago, not now. uh, I see what, what has been considered Christian comedy. And it's like, I, that's. That's not what I want to do. I feel like it's dumbing it down. Now, yeah, again, this yeah. isn't an insult to the people that do comedy with a very churchy vibe to them. They have their place, their calling, just like praise and worship is for the people, right? right There's nothing right. wrong with it. But you don't hear it on top 10 radio because it's a different thing. <laughs> right. So church comedy, back when, it, when I first got into it, it was just a handful of people. You know, it was very churchy and so forth and that's okay but yeah. i said god i don't that's that's not me yeah. and he goes why do you think i trained you in nightclubs that's why i trained you there in the future things are going to change in america and i need you to renew the minds of my people as to the mm-hmm. way i'm going to have to communicate so they get used to unorthodox flavor mm-hmm. yeah. so they can hear the way the new ways the message of Jesus never changes. The messenger does. We are in a a, a a season in America where we have large swaths of denominations that are heretics. Yeah. Heretics. They have abandoned apologetics. They've abandoned pure theology and Christian uh, 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 history. Uh, they have um, compromised uh, moral behavior and have broken the commandment of uh, do not take the Lord's name in vain, which means do not carry the Lord's name in vain, which means you do not ascribe to something to God that is the antithesis of him. So if you say God says it's okay that uh, I have sex outside of marriage, you are subscribing a sin to God's nature. That's a breaking of the commandment. and it's Absolutely. It's it's bordering on unforgivable. Yeah. yeah. Because okay, so you, you, you touched on a couple of things. I, sorry to interrupt you. I t- you touched on a couple of things. Uh, one of the things that I love is like here we're we're talking, we're laughing with you, and pretty soon, like before you know it, we're talking about deep uh, stuff. And you talked, you mentioned marriage as well. And so my question to you, I got to ask this personal question: Is you've got a wife, you've got a family what's your wife's, does she think you're funny? Does she roll her eyes at you or does she laugh at you? Does it make her nervous? What What's her response to what you do? Well, keep in mind, um, I have uh, uh, two kids and one wife, so I did it the New Testament way. <laughs> and uh, I, I was, I was, I was, fidgeting with the old testament but i just decided to go the, go another direction uh but yeah my wife <laughs> you know is a very um robust uh, personality uh does not take any flack she's not afraid to speak her mind so she's pretty um pretty aggressive and stands for what she believes is true so in that regard she's very strong and good yeah. 
but she i scare the the snot out of her because she <laughs> just, i gotta tell you it's so odd because she's so like she's so edgy to a certain degree like her and i one of the big things that we liked in general when we met was my python fans and we loved uh holy uh holy grail and life of brian and we just you know and that's sophisticated comedy but it also silly comedy but it's also contextual comedy like there were people that when life of brian first came out were saying oh you're you're slamming christianity or you're being mocking christianity it's like how did you catch that they had jesus they had jesus talking on the sermon on the mount and then they had this other guy and everybody started following him and to me it was an indictment on don't follow everybody find the truth so to me i thought it was a kind of a cool truth don't follow everybody that comes down the pike. Uh, find somebody who represents God and, and proves it like Christ did. So I always judged context over content. That's what is missing in the church. America, American Christians are so shallow often and so un- unable to be sophisticated. It's why my comedy has great fans <laughs> and has incredible loyal fans and appreciative pastors and prophets and teachers and institutions and fundraisers because they do see what I'm doing. But how some churches, some, um, I, I'm, I'm scary for them because I speak truth. Yeah, I do it as a comic. I do it with humor. But yeah. I talk about the culture, which to me is the power of comedy. It, it it talks about what is really happening, and I don't get my head cut off. That was the point of the jester in, in The King. I get to joke, and you don't do anything to me because I'm my purpose is to – is to is to uh, uh, evaluate culture and hold a mirror up to it. That's my purpose yeah. as a comic. It's mm-hmm. why it's a very specific art form, and it's not for everybody. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, easy. I was called to do that thing, and so we are at a breaking point in America. Uh, the church is in many ways dying in America. America as we knew it is dying. It's real. It's not pretend. It's not hyperbole. Uh, Donald Trump isn't the answer. Uh, DeSantis isn't the answer. Republicans uh, aren't the answer. Uh, the only chance of a third great awakening in this nation is if his people who are called by his name yeah. will humble themselves and repent and turn from the wickedness and he'll see and hear from heaven. That verse that I think has been so often used uh, by Christians to say, if the people will repent and come to Christ, then God will hear. It's, but it didn't say that. He was talking to the church. He said, yeah, that's so many, so many times in the Bible, you, you, people are thinking, oh, that he's talking about the lost. No, he's talking about no. the lost in yeah. the church. And that's always in been our church. calling. And that's why you're a fellow Bible idiot. You know, yeah. and I we love, merged stand up yeah. comedy and Bible apologetics together. Mm-hmm. And we had people saying, well, we don't say idiots in this house. And so the project kind of. You know why? You're yeah. idiots. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we know that part. And we're morons wrapped up in idiots. It's it's a great yeah. life, actually. All right, go so, ahead, Em. I mean, you know, just in, in, you know, as we go, as we talk about this Thursday, uh, I want people to understand what, what I do. Now, many do. People who are fans of mine get it. Like, like, like Emily said, you know, she, she's always kind of liked what I did, but she, she understood that there was a, there was a depth to this that wasn't necessarily what you would see in most Christian comics. And again, it's not me saying I'm better or I'm more important. All I did was do what I felt God told me to do. That's it. 
That's, that's awesome. the only yeah. thing I did. I that's, believe that sounds like us. you wanted me to be this guy. Yeah, that's all I did differently or or maybe just did what we were all called to do. Follow what God has called you to do. Now, and 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 the truth is, yeah, but some churches are scared. Like, we like you, but we're afraid that somebody's going to get offended. And I'm mm-hmm. like going, offended about what? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm being irreverent, if I'm being blasphemous, if I'm being sinful, if I'm being uh, malicious, if I'm being evil, dark, uh, uh, self-righteous, arrogant, You just described my preaching style. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why I was, that's really why I'm here today. Is yeah, I know. That. That's why you're coming yes. to Harlan to help set me and finally comes out. Yes. But if that's a difference, if 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 there if that's what I was doing, okay, right. that's fine. Then that maybe is inappropriate and, and has and, and and should give you pause. But if on the other hand, on the other hand, if you believe in prophetic voices throughout the church history, that that's my calling. I didn't again, I don't say that lightly and it and it and I don't say that with any sense of pride. I don't like it. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to be a comic because that was fun. It was easy. I just joke. Everybody laughs. They pay me. I go home. It was easy. I don't have a lot of time left on this earth. So I'm going to leave a legacy. I'm going to leave this nation and my family and my life on this three-dimensional plane as though Jesus is exactly who he said he was. I'm going to live this life like it's true, that there is an eternal destiny that I will be with and see my family someday. I will be in a place that's so unique and so filled with love that marriage doesn't even exist anymore because we've transcended that into something deeper. My children will not be my children anymore, but will in fact will be gods and we will all be unique. He said he made, he's making mansions for us, for us individually guess we're not living together guess we just got our own mansion i don't even understand that there's no no more worries about putting the lid down there is a depth to it well at least nobody's gonna be telling me to pick up my underwear that's right that's right right. but the whole point of the matter is to you to your people out there in harlan uh if you are tired of uh, wishy-washy Christianity, uh, those who uh, cowardly pastors who will not stand unapologetic for the truth, who will not speak truth and embolden Christians to say, I'm not apologizing for this. It's true. It's my life. It's my commitment. And if it costs me, so be it. The problem in the church in America is for this many years, it's never cost us anything. And now we're paying for that. Now well, we gotta now we gotta God pay a did. price. Absolutely. You're on you're on now, a show called you're on a show called No Apology. <laughs> yeah. That's the title of the show. No apology with Emily. Go ahead, Emily. So I love well, I you... apologize for coming on then. I <laughs> <laughs> no apology, no room for that. But I loved how you talk about it. You really felt by God through your comedy to confront culture and i gotta be honest i think that's every christian's calling is to be confronting the culture where they are so yeah final thoughts before we let you go what do you what do you want to say well i would say to you emily um you're exactly right and 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 i do believe that yes you laugh because i'm funny i'm a comic i'm supposed to be funny but I believe that my style and what i talk about is designed to embolden Christians to go, 
I have to go out into the marketplace and do likewise. Yeah. I'm not a comic. I do it at my business. I do it at my home. I do it at my school. But I'm going to live this Christianity like it's true. Mm. I'm going to, I'm not apologizing for you. If he's truly God, it's time to act like it. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. That's that what, that's that is, how do you top that statement? Well, here's what you well, do. So, you, 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 go ahead, Brett. Well, come out to the show, bring your friends, bring your non-believing friends, bring your even conservative, uh, maybe atheist or non-Christian friend or more uh, conservative, care about uh, free speech, care about liberty, because uh, they'll enjoy it too. Uh, yeah. And and just see what God might do. Uh, this is kind of a, hopefully a launch of doing this throughout the nation, of just kind of reinvigorating and bringing uh, the spirit back to the church to embolden it. And yeah, there'll be less churches maybe, but they'll be the ones that count because <laughs> yeah. they're the remnant. Right, exactly. the remnant out of Romans the chapter remnant. 11. Brad Stein live in Harlan on Thursday night. Individual yes. uh, day tickets are on sale. Go to highergroundlive.com, highergroundlive.com. Uh, tickets are still available as of today, and so we'd love to see you there. Brad, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, uh, we I just can't wait to see you on Thursday. It's going to be a blast, and yeah. uh, I, I just love good, good comedy. I will leave you with this thought. Well, we'll pick it up when you get here. <laughs> You got another curiosity. Well, I appreciate I appreciate what you guys are doing, and um, I'm I have to start fasting and praying for your souls, even as we Thank speak. You. So I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, but yes. in the meantime, uh, if you guys could try to go one day without sinning, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, no apology <laughs> with Emily and Chris coming up with more on our Higher Ground Conference right after this. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad you're with us. It's an exciting day. Yeah. Lots of guests. We've never really done this before. <laughs> and so we are indeed laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger. Another day in paradise, right? Yeah. It's the higher, uh, higher Ground Conference preview show. <laughs> Good job. And uh, we've got a very special <laughs> guest coming into the studio with us uh, via the eCam. His name is Rob Rosaboom. Rob, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Rise Ministries, which is what Rob has founded. He is a uh, late-inning relief pitcher coming to the Higher Ground Conference. He's going to be speaking Friday night, and uh, we, we kind of coerced him into it. It's kind of like we kind of put on the puppy eyes and guilted him, Rob, you want to come down a few hours and maybe speak to our people? And and, and no, all jokes aside, it's just been exciting because you got such a great story, the Lord's using you, and for you to come alongside us with what we do, we think it's going to be really, really cool. But uh, what, what got you uh, excited about coming to higher ground and, and sharing your story? You know, we, we said it a long time ago that if God opens the door, we kind of want to walk through it. So very, very seldom do we say no. And this just happened to be one of those opportunities. We love the opportunity to talk about what God has done, our faith in in Jesus, and just being able to share with people, be real, raw with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're just yeah. so grateful for the opportunities. And I got challenged many, many years ago that it, when God opens a door, just 
go. Uh-huh. So awesome. Like, well, right. he's been he's been opening doors for you because uh, you're the founder of Rise Ministries, correct? And correct. you yes. you bring in this Rise Fest every year. And I have to tell you, I mean, there's a lot of people that go and grow from the work that you're doing in that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's crazy. So we actually just onboarded a new team member today. So we went to lunch and of course they're asking questions. And, and one of the team members that's that's been with me for the longest, I think she's going on 12 years, she's our creative director. She said to me, Rob, were you, were you always a visionary? And I was like, well, most of the time I don't even consider myself a visionary. However, uh, I said when I was, and then she brought up, well, when you graduated college, didn't you start Rise Ministries? And I was like, yes, instead of going to graduation, I went to a a conference in Colorado with Ken Davis and that launched uh, Rise Rise Ministries. And so Rise Ministries started. And then uh, it was about three, four years in. We started in 2001. So mm-hmm. we're going on almost 23 years of, of ministry now. Wow. And my wife and I, the, the story, our story is muscular dystrophy. And so we had been invited way back when to the Jerry Lewis Telethon. So in 2001, 2002, we were invited to the Jerry Lewis Telethon, had the opportunity to meet Tony Danza and Reba McIntyre and Jerry Lewis and Ed McMahon and you Nice. So I had never really heard about a Christian music festival before. I didn't know what they were, hadn't really been around them. All these years later, now that I think back to it, I remember a festival when I was a freshman in high school that I went to somewhere in Wilmer, Minnesota. I didn't even know what the thing was. I I was there. I was kind of a rebellious, delinquent teenager. I was there with church friends. And this guy was on the stage singing, Friends are Friends Forever. And I'm like, what is this? Where am I? Michael W. singing at Sunshine Festival is what I learned all these years later. And, And so going back to the muscular dystrophy thing, the reason I bring that up is, there was a festival going on from 01, 02, 3, 4, 5 called Life Flight in South Dakota. And people are like, hey, you've been. A-. No, I've never even I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been in L.A. <laughs> or or wherever doing these shows to to just bring awareness about muscular dystrophy and, and things like that. Well, one of our team members came to me and said, Rob, you should go. OK, fine. I'll, I'll go some summer. And it was beautiful. This beautiful mm. festival is happening. And, and then he says to me, I think we should start one. I said, that's the <laughs> dumbest idea I've ever heard. No, sure. we're not going to start a festival. Why would in, we start a festival? In our spare time. Let's get it done. Yeah. I, I mean, they're 60 miles down the road. This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And anyway, we end up meeting with their leadership team. They help us launch in 2005. We launched okay. the first festival. And it, it was free at the time. We did that for a couple of years. And then it actually went to a ticketed event. And the next thing I know, we fast forward. We were just talking about this today at lunch and how it kind of started with this new team member and how our philosophies changed a little bit from free to ticketed and why that is and, mm-hmm. and how we were in one community. And then uh, we went bigger with the artist and we lost our shorts for a couple of years <laughs> and we didn't think we would ever do another festival. 2010, we don't wow. even host a festival because we have zero money. And uh, 
I remember my son, I think he was seven years old at the time. We were leaving my old stomping grounds of Worthington, Minnesota, and Brian Head Welch had just been at the high school giving his testimony. Mm -hmm. And my son's seven, and he's like, Dad, what was that about tonight? I was like, well, so they were they were they were doing church tonight. And he's like, huh? He goes, that was nothing like the church we go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian like, Hedwells no. doesn't give the vibe no. of church. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I said, bud, no, it's not like our church at the time. And, and he goes, is it more like your festival? And I said, yeah, bud, it's more like the festival. And he goes, are you doing it this year? This is back in 2010. I said, no, bud, we're not. He goes, why not? I said, because I don't have enough money. And he goes, is it just your money? I said, no, bud, it's not. Not just my money. He goes, you pull everybody's money together. I said, yes. And he goes, and you still don't have enough. I said, no, bud, we don't. He goes, dad, if you bring it back, I will give you all of my money. Oh. And in that moment, what I learned was, A, he has no money. I mean, yeah. He's got zero. But what I learned and what I took back to, to the board was I don't ever want to have the conversation again on whether or not the festival is valuable or important. I was so focused on trying to make it work and go in the lane that I thought we were supposed to go in. I did not see what it was doing to my own family. Mm. And so here's this festival that, yes, it's been up, it's been down, it's been challenging, it's been heartbreaking. And yet it was ministering to my own family mm. that I was like, okay, let's bring this back. We'll do it much smaller. We'll try to contain it, control it a little bit better. That happened in 2011. Fast forward to 2012. Our personal community comes calling. And I tell them, no, I don't want to move it. I know what I have in this other area. I don't want to move it. I met with a good friend and he goes, well, Rob, you have a decision. Do you want to risk? I said, no, man, I am so sick of risking. I'm so tired. I don't want to risk. He goes, well, there's your answer. I said, fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. a Thursday. We're having pizza ranch and I made a decision. We're not moving the festival. <laughs> Fast nice. forward to Sunday, my wife's singing on the praise team with a gentleman who's uh, in our community that was on the, the city board or something like that, on the marketing team or something. He got in my wife's ear during practice and said, what is it going to take to get Rob to move this festival to Sheldon, Iowa? And she's like, he made up his mind. He's, he's not going to move it. He's like, no, seriously. What is it going to take? So they're done singing. She comes to sit by me during the sermon. And she's like, hey, so-and-so was just in my ear saying what? I said, Shh, it's supposed to be time for the sermon right now. <laughs> Honor the Lord, woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, God, what are you saying? I thought yeah. the decision was made. I go right. home for lunch. My cell phone goes off. It's his wife who's on the marketing team and said, Rob, what is it going to take? <laughs> to get this festival to come to Sheldon, Iowa. And the next thing I know, I'm on the phone. We're a part of the Luis Palau Next Generation Alliance. Now it's um, Next Generation Evangelists of Evangelists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I called him and I said, guys, you go into cities all the time. I need to know what you ask for. And they gave me a list of nine things. And I went back to Sheldon to, to some of the leaders that were asking for it. And I said, I need all nine. I can't have eight, it's nine. And they said, yeah, we can do it. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, they checked all the boxes. Rise Fest moves to Sheldon, Iowa. 
It has been the craziest roller coaster I've ever been on. It's a Christian family friendly. There's something for everyone at this Christian music festival. But we talked again today. It went from a one day to a two day. Uh, it's gone from, you know, a couple thousand people to 20,000 over two days in a community of 5,500 at best, 5,400. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, no gods involved. Yeah, it's just been crazy. And and today when, when we onboarded our, our new team member, I said, but I want you to understand Rise Fest is more than music. It's mm -hmm. a mission, period. There's no, the music's important absolutely important and we want the best artist that we possibly can get mm -hmm. but if it ever just becomes about the music then we miss the boat yeah right. i said the if website, i wanted to do yeah yeah the website is riseministries.com and uh, riseministries.com and we have the founder rod roseboom is with us right now he's going to actually be at the higher ground conference he's one of the speakers on friday night i want to talk about two more things while we've got the time yeah. rob uh in a minute i want to get back to the muscular dystrophy uh, why you're so passionate about it, um, because, you know, just based on the camera view and, and, and the audio only listeners, they're not going to know the story right now. Sure. But I want to, before we get there, I want to bring up the idea of 20, is it 25,000 people or 23,000? Yeah. I don't remember what. Uh, 25,000 and one. And one. <laughs> Tell yes. me why uh, that is important, because. I would love to be the 25,001 person. I mean, I want to see it happen for you this year, and there's a yeah. really cool reason why. Uh, share that story with the, with the folks. Yeah, so this year at RiseFest 2024, we're going after 25,001. And you're like, why 25,001? In 1924, the largest gathering took place here in Sheldon, Iowa, and it was the KKK. Hmm. On record in the museum of the Sheldon Public museum library there is a display of the newspaper article of 25,000 clans members gathering in sheldon iowa in 1924 i believe the actual dates were june 16 17 18. Hmm. when i first heard this i thought oh rise fest is the largest gathering in sheldon or one of them maybe not the largest and then this was brought to my attention maybe five years ago I was like, man, really? And then it, it, it went from man, really, to, oh, that really rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. That's, that sucks. I mean, that, that's, mm -hmm. that's really starting to irritate me that our community for a hundred years, the largest gathering is what we're against and who we're against and what we can't stand. And all of a sudden it's like, but, but God, you brought this festival here. Yeah. What would it look like if a hundred years later, whatever took place a hundred years ago is broken? Yeah, with yeah. twenty five thousand and one breaking right. the record. Yeah, and and, and honoring the, the Lord and, and and doing it. Yeah, I love that. I love that goal. Uh, that's really impressive, and 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 it's a great goal to have. It's a great godly goal to have. When people come to these rise festivals, what is it that you really want them to take away? And is that desire for a takeaway really any different from the people that come like to the higher ground conference what is it that you want people to to come away with from uh come away from with with the work that you're doing 
Yeah, so, more than an autograph from the latest band. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, oh, that's such a great question. And and it's really multifaceted. I mean, number one, I want them, if they don't know Jesus, I want them walking away with a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if they have that relationship, but they're a little lukewarm or they're not doing anything with that relationship, I want a burning desire in their belly to just love Jesus and, yeah. and to love others, to get out there and actually live out their, their faith. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that is so important to me. And then the other thing is, is I want people to, to build memories. Yeah. yeah. We live in a world where, I mean, the Bible talks about our life being but a vapor, right? We think we're going to be around forever. And the next <laughs> thing you know, <laughs> yeah, health had isn't a, what we thought it was going to be. Right, right. Yeah. We, we have a lot of memories from festivals over the last 15, 20 years. And we were actually at a festival, and it, well, I don't know, could have been Wilmer. Uh, were you at the festival, uh, Rob, when uh, Michael W. Smith's piano went out of tune really, really bad because of the humidity in the summer? I no, mean, I think I missed that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't remember if that was Wilmer or where it was. But somewhere in Minnesota. I know it, it was, was somewhere Minnesota, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We brought a Minnesota oh, wow. youth group there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was way, way back in the day. It was so humid, his piano. He has this big, beautiful uh, grand piano out on stage, and because of the humidity, it just fell out of tune. There was no hope for him, and so they... F- Thankfully, had a keyboard, and so we got to watch Michael W. Smith uh, just crouched awesome. behind a little keyboard, plinking away. Yeah, and they brought him out of Casio. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, but he rocked it. It was great. He finished yeah. the set. He's yeah. a pro. Hey, hey, Rob, with the time we got left, let's talk a little bit about muscular dystrophy and why you are meeting Jerry Lewis and all the other ones you mentioned at the top of the interview. A lot of it has to do, and people may not, may not know this, but much of your life is in a chair, and, and you're an inspiration to so many, and that's why we thought, if you are willing to come down to Harlan, we will make time for you on stage to share your story. And you do a lot of speaking, and you try to bring the glory back to God. But, you know, for, for many folks, me included, I uh, just haven't hung out with you. We had lunch together in December, and and you just have an inspirational story of the journey that you have to take day by day because of this condition that, that you're afflicted with. Tell us about it. Yeah, so muscular dystrophy is, there's 43 different types under the actual name of muscular dystrophy. My specific type takes away my my limbs and my girdle. So that would be my waist, my thighs, my biceps, my shoulders, so much so that walking, standing, uh, getting out of a chair yourself, rolling over in bed by yourself, it just becomes impossible. Mm. And so we know that it's progressive. Um, I was told that when I was diagnosed at five years old, it's a progressive disease. Mm. Okay. That's great. You know, Jerry Lewis fought it for over 50 years. A billion dollars been given to research. We're going to beat this. I mean, Mm. we're just going to beat it. And so now I'm, I'm approaching a a landmark age in, in my world of the big five. Oh, I got a few (laughs) years to go, but it's coming. And I remember sitting with my wife, probably, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, one night being like, I never thought it'd get this bad. I thought we would have beat it by now with all the research, with all the the focus on it. I know it's progressive. I know that I started at five. I was like every other kid could do almost every physical activity there was. I played sports till I was a freshman in high school. I lost that uh, in baseball, just couldn't do it anymore. The body started 
wearing out on me. I walked up and down steps at my high school, my sophomore year. I went to do it my junior year, took the first step and, and it wouldn't happen. It was done. Mm. It was over. Mm. Tough age uh, for I that to a, happen, man. It, it was, it was brutal. Um, and, and then I drove a car, I think until I was, uh, 20, 21. And then I had to buy an SUV because the car was too low to the ground or, okay. you know, somebody had to help us get an SUV. And then it was, okay, now I can't get out of the chair myself. Now I can't go up steps the same way. It's like, okay, I'm progressing, but I'm progressing a little bit slower. That's okay. We're going to beat this. We're going to beat mm -hmm. this. We're going to mm -hmm. beat this. 35 to maybe 38 years old, I feel as though I plateaued. Mm. I was able to stabilize in, in my mind. I hit 40 and it was like the bottom fell out. It wow. was just the progression that they were talking about, I started to see and experience. Mm. And then in 2022, no, I had, I had, I'd never broken a bone before. And, uh, God had given me an extremely hard head. So every time I hit it on the concrete or rocks or whatever, you just get back up. You know, my nose is a little crooked because I fell out on, mm -hmm. into a, into a, um, parking lot one time and it banged up. Uh, and it taken some really hard hits, but never broken anything. Then all of a sudden one day I'm in my garage and, and I used to walk from the furthest stall now to the closest stall. Mm -hmm. And it was, I could walk across the garage. Then it was, I can walk using the wall. Then it was, I can walk with assistance. Then it was, oh yeah, you're not walking anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I fell one night, broke my collarbone. I was like, okay, so I can break things that stinks. Then, uh, five days after our largest festival in 2022, I broke my foot and I was like, oh, and I came out of that after eight weeks in a boot and I could no longer walk even with mm. assistance. So my normal changed completely. Lifts had to be used around the house. Showering, standing up was a faded memory. It was not going to happen anymore. Mm. Moving around in the bathroom myself was done. Uh, all these independent things, and, and I've been told that I was a very, very independent child. I mean, I didn't like to be held. I didn't, you know, <laughs> none of that stuff. And to lose that, I've been on a journey with God for quite some time. Yeah. I was in, yeah, I was in the devotions this morning. You, you know, when we start talking about how wrestling with God and, he, yeah, I, I understand that, uh, that journey of just yeah. wrestling through challenges and adversities and afflictions. And, and so fast forward to 47, I'm 47 now. Uh, I just broke another bone. I'm mm -hmm. laid up right now as we talk. I uh, broke my femur that goes into my knee. It's fractured at the moment. I'll mm -hmm. be at the doctor again tomorrow for x-rays for the third time. Mm -hmm. It's changed my normal again. And so mm -hmm. the independent life that I so loved is... I mean, in all reality, it's a faded memory. There is yeah. very, very little that I do on my own anymore. Yeah. Very yeah. little. I bet there's you. Still, there's still a chance that, that you may not be able to make it on that Friday night, but we're still praying through. We're still yeah. hoping yep. that, that everything comes comes about, that this Friday night, uh, you know, you will be uh, healthy enough to to uh, to roll up on the stage and share your story with with our people and yeah. that's that's our yeah. that's our goal. We thank you for taking the time today with us. Yeah, we are re we're going to be praying that every uh, for you for your healing that you'll be able to make thank it on Friday because I bet I mean 
You have a whole lifetime of stories of yeah. obviously <laughs> wrestling with God. And right. so And as you can tell, he can't talk a lick. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to it because when we do wrestle with God and then we share those stories with other people, it really does help us help others grow in their faith, understand right. a little bit more the reality of God. And so are there any final thoughts you want to leave with us today before you go? I'm just so thankful that you guys invited. Um, I love the questions. I love the opportunity. As Chris said, I could talk for hours about yeah. what God has done. And uh, we could listen. There, <laughs> oh, there have been moments where we are in a full out, I don't want to say fist fight, but that's, I wanted to put him in a headlock and not let go. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've really, really been on this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to say it now because I think this is what the title will be for, for that night if you guys like it. Awesome. But the journey has been where I'm coming to is God's goodness mm. outlives grief. Oh, yeah. And so right. it does not, I'm not saying it replaces grief. Okay. It just outlives it. Yeah. Because wow, grief that's is writing powerful. it down. Yeah, Chris is writing it down. I, I got to publish the, the thing before the conference starts. So. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and so, so what I what I want people to hear today is if you are in a wrestling match or you're coming out of a wrestling match, when you talk about God's goodness outlives grief, this is this is what I'll give more about that later. But, yeah. but kind of the context of that is I have learned that joy and grief coexist mm. meaning just because you have joy it does not mean you don't have grief and just mm -hmm. because you have grief does not mean all your joy has to be erased yeah wow. you can have the mountaintop experience and the valley at the very same moment yeah, yeah and i'll do all i can not to yeah. steal that because i'm speaking right before you <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking right. on discipleship. We're clean. We're clean. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's that's a lot it. about where God has taken me. And yeah. and I just I just want people to understand that grief, I I don't even like talking about it, but mm -hmm. but grief is biblical mm -hmm. and it's okay to grieve. I need yeah. people to hear that. It's okay yeah. to grieve. It yeah. does not make you weak or less than. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. you know, the, the, you know the, the thing that attracted me the most to you was your honesty straight out when we first sat down to eat. Um, I love talking straight with people, just telling yeah. them what's on my heart. And I don't mind getting corrected, and I don't mind correcting other people. Um, but we pulled up, and we got out of the car, and you, your van <laughs> pulled in right next to us. And we're like, hey, that's Rob. You know, we're meeting for the first yeah. time, so we're just hanging out. And, you know, your, the, your, your caretaker guy was, was getting the chair out of the car and everything. Yep. We get in there, and the first thing you say to me is you say, do you know how uncomfortable it is to have somebody that you're meeting for the first time sit and stare right. and watch you do that? I'm like, <laughs> yep. I thought we were trying to be helpful. I thought yes. we – I'm like, dude, just dime me hard. And I felt horrible, and it's like, I will never do that again. <laughs> and, Although, Chris, after that and at taking this fall, because that's how I took the fall to break my knee, was getting in. But okay. it wasn't with okay. – Corey, it was with my wife. 
Okay. I think I got to take a step back and say, maybe next time it's okay to watch. Because then you got help right away. Then no. you got help right away. Hey, you know what? When, when you're sold out to Jesus, you don't mind sharing the truth with people, and you, you don't try to hurt their feelings, but it's better to be no. truthful. And, and you know, we've talked about different festivals, different different things, and we've just had these great, honest conversations. That's why I'm excited that you're coming. The website is called RiseMinistries.com, RiseMinistries.com. And, Rob, we're looking so forward to having you with us it's going to be awesome oh you guys i just you know i know you got a radio background but you two do i mean I, this is fun <laughs> it yeah. is fun thank you yeah, yeah. thank you yeah and oh it's our pleasure it's our we'll pleasure. have you back yeah, we'll, we'll have you back because hey, i want to i want to when your see book that. comes out you're going to be a guest for sure yeah and for we're gonna, sure we're yes. download that and i want to see that goal that you have met I want to see that met. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll yes. work we'll, it all we'll out. We'll do what we can to help you do that. All right. We're going to be that right back awesome. with final thoughts and uh, wrapping up this show. It's the preview to the Higher Ground Conference. Keep it right here on No Apology with Emily and Chris, a product of FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Hey, thanks so much for joining us with the show today. Uh, that is just a taste of what you'll experience at the Higher Ground Conference this weekend. What a great show. Uh, one of our best, I think. Al Robertson, Rob Rosenboom, and of course, really funny Brad Stein. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, they are all coming to Harlan, Iowa. Yeah, it all kicks off this Thursday. Tickets still are available. You can go to highergroundlive.com and get single day tickets. And yeah. the comedy show on Thursday night, I guess I'm the most excited about that because it's the first one up. Yeah. You know, it's the first first thing that's happening. And uh, Brad's going to be here. And our venue at Fresh Encounter Church is so spectacular for comedy. It's going to be great. And so I just can't wait for us to just actually put that theory into practice. It's going to be fun. We'd love to have you there. Here's what we want you to do. Tell your family, friends, yes, make Facebook posts. Do. And go to FreshRoadMedia.com uh, and give your best gift right now to help us make this Higher Ground Conference a reality in a lot of other places. Yep. This is a bunch of like-minded people coming together to strengthen the true believer to stand firm for such a time as this. It's, it's going to be an encouraging uh, weekend, an encouraging time, and we want you all to be uh, a part of it in some way, shape, or form. The website for the conference is HigherGroundLive.com. If you go to HigherGroundLive.com, you can um, use a screenshot of a QR code and, and get, get your tickets get there, your tickets there yeah, and uh, you know, $50 gets you in all three days. Otherwise, $25 for whatever day you can make it, and uh, you'll be glad that you did. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. That. Thursday, so good Friday. Show, Emily. Good show. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning. Thursday, Thursday and Friday night. Saturday morning. Uh, come for all of it. Come for part of it. Go to... Uh, not Fresh Road Media. Highergroundlive.com. <laughs> Highergroundlive.com. My head's swimming. Fresh Encounter Church is our host. Right That's where I'm the senior yeah. pastor, and we're just trying this. We're, 
you know, I, I used the word incubate way too much and Emily got mad. We're, we're doing this in this. We're not in- incubating anymore. We, no. Emily and I, will, <laughs> Emily and I will go anywhere and share the gospel. We can travel from Harlan, Iowa to anywhere on a Friday night and Saturday morning yeah. to do a conference. Marriage conference looks like where we're going to put a lot of our focus relationship, discipleship, like what we're doing this weekend. Yeah. And so we just really believe that this was the right place where God has sent us and where he's going to keep us and where my pastorship of Fresh Encounter is number one and number one A and, and Fresh Road Media is Emily's number one. And so together we're kind of doing this with Fresh Road Media and Fresh Encounter Church and HigherGroundLive.com. Yeah. And Al Robertson wants to be a part of it. Brad Stein wants to be a part of it. And they don't want to be a part of it because it's another conference. It's another paycheck. They want to be a part of it because it's going to change lives. And you will be stronger if you come to all three sessions. (laughs) You will be encouraged, enlightened. You'll have humor. You'll have it all. Yeah, and I just you know we'll I can't be laughing wait. louder, be digging deeper, takeaways. and living larger at the conference as well. Yes, so yeah, we tell your friends, please share the information, and uh, then don't forget, join us back here next week. Your home base is freshroadmedia.com. dot <laughs> 